welcome to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm your co-host, Tracy Lutz. And today we are looking at issues 9, 10, and 11 of Volume 2 of the Image Comics' ongoing Interdimensional Women's Prison Breakout. And also to talk about Charcy's uh, YouTube channel. Oh, okay. We can talk about that, too. <laughs> Where can people find you on YouTube, uh, basking in the glory of YouTubishness? So my friend DC and I got together and created the Little Channel of Horrors, which is, yes, a fun spoof on the old original Little Shop of Horrors. And it's just a nice little YouTube channel where we get together, talk about our favorite horror movies, which, I mean, eventually we're probably going to talk about our least favorite ones, too. And we just uh, also kind of link life stories into it as well, because, you know, we don't really get to talk about life things too much. That so it's like, you know, it's kind of fun to mix in what goes on in the horror world and just kind of talk about our daily lives and what we go through. Cool basically what we do here on the podcast, except for the podcast, it's all Hackslash related. Yes, yes. Which, you actually ended up getting a shout out in the second episode, so... Oh, I did, and uh, did, it, did it already post? I uh, didn't we, watch the uh, second. I watched the first it, one. Yes, uh, we posted it yesterday, but we've kind of learned that Saturday is probably a bad day to post anything on YouTube, so... I think it's all over the place. It doesn't... I don't know. <laughs> But but yeah, you got a you got a shout out yesterday because uh, the issue kind of talked about friends and that kind of stuff. So. Oh, friends, the TV show, awesome. Um. <laughs> well, no, actually, it became um, a, the issue in the episode was about my second favorite horror movie, which was about Tremors, and of course, the theme that we ended up going with it is because of the fact that Earl and Val are such good friends. So we talked about our real life friendship. Oh, that's sweet. And I was going to skip that episode too because I'm not a big friend uh, Tremor fan. <laughs> I like well, the first <laughs> movie. I like the first movie, but I think it's gotten ridiculous with the sequels. But it's like I've never gone back to rewatch the first one. I'm like, I saw it. It was fine. I'm not the biggest Tremor fan in the world, so I don't know. But uh, so I was going to be like, okay, so then maybe this episode I'll skip and I'll go to the third one. What's the next episode going to be about? <laughs> But now I have to listen to it because you gave me the shout-out. So. <laughs> I did. Well, technically you could skip to the last 20 minutes because that's when we start talking about the real-life stuff. And mm. the episode's only about the first and second movie. So. What's the next episode about? The next one is going to be about uh, Dude Bro Massacres 3, which is a film I haven't seen. So it's one of DC's favorite ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You must have seen it, so you know what's coming. Um, did uh, uh, and then are you gonna like? Are you gonna do? Um, are you gonna do? Uh, because it's the fifteenth anniversary. Are you gonna do Hatchet? Uh, you know what? I was saving Hatchet for you and me when we do it. Okay, then you should do the twenty-fifth anniversary of um, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yes, that's that's a phenomenal idea because I do love that movie too. Or the thirtieth anniversary of um, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Or the uh, 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 the people under the stairs, or oh my god, has it been that long for those movies already? Yep. Or Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Well, DC just did that on his DC Covers YouTube channel. So. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna jump right now into uh, the beginning of this. So, just so people know. 
going forward, when we do multiple issues, and we did this, I did this back uh, in the day, but uh, kind of got out of habit of doing it. So we're going to get back into the habit of doing it. In between the issues, there will be a break, and we will come back from a podcast either spot, like Dorian Ramen Noodles in Ashland, Massachusetts, or playing a promo for another podcast. So just so you're aware, that's how the format of the show will be going forward. So Charcy has the plot synopsis for Hackslash Volume 2, Number 9. All right. So for Interdimensional Women's Prison Breakout, we have story by Tim Seeley, artwork by Daniel Leister, colors by Mark Englert, letters by Crank, edits by James Lauder, publisher is Image again, and originally published, I have November 2011. Uh, yep, I will agree with that. Uh, specifically, November 2nd, 2011. I was going to say, you probably have the specific days for me. <laughs> so, issue nine. The issue opens to Sam cutting into his wrist. But as fast as he is cutting his arm open, it is healing back up. Elsewhere, in a parallel dimension called Purgatory... A prison break is happening in the maximum security female incarceration. The warden explains that all hell was breaking loose because the Nefflers had ruptured the membrane when they tried to enter Earth. During the prison riots, three dangerous inmates, including Bomb Queen, made their escape by jumping worlds into Earth. Two agents are sent to collect them. Meanwhile, in New York, Vlad is at the free clinic getting his broken arm looked at. It appears that Vlad is becoming very sick and his bones are fusing together, with his cartilage and marrow rapidly becoming bone as well. The doctor wants to help Vlad get a specialist, but he tells him no and immediately leaves the clinic. Over in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Kat is just waking up and Pooch is trying to figure out what her alarm was, but she has discovered that she may have found Samane. Back in New York, Cassie and Vlad are bunking in a small hotel. She's getting Vlad comfortable in bed when she gets a phone call from an unknown number. Turns out it's Kat, and she tells Cassie that Sam is following her, and he's in New York. After she hangs up the phone, she tries to find something for Vlad to watch on TV, but ends up discovering that Bomb Queen is in New York. She goes to investigate the situation alone. Cassie ends up finding one of the prison guards who was tracking Bomb Queen, She explains that her partner was killed, and she will die shortly. In her weakened state, she took the form of Cassie. She hands the mission off to Cassie and asks her to take care of stopping the inmates, including Bomb Queen. But Cassie is alone. She doesn't have Vlad as backup this time. So she makes the difficult decision to find Sam, because she needs help at stopping the inmates. They both track down the first inmate, Dr. Ursula Weir, who is a scientist that drains the blood of the local zoo animals and uses a device that combines their animal blood with her own, and she becomes into were-animals. This issue ends with Sam getting her in the chest with a knife, but she says it's not the end of her, and she's about to turn herself into a were-killer whale. Hmm. Cover for this issue has Cassie punching Bomb Queen in the face um, and uh, uh, Sam Hain above the both of them with a giant knife. Uh, It's drawn by Tim Seeley. I'm trying to find right now, and I've been trying to find it since you started reading the synopsis, what the other cover is by Kristen Allen. 
So I, I have that in the back of my omnibus, surprisingly. What does the cover look like, then? It is Cassie in her typical outfit where she's got the fishnet top on with gloves. She's holding onto a bloody bat. Oh, I found it. A, you found it? Yeah. And she's in front of a jailhouse with uh, Dr. Weir, Bomb Queen, and April Fool all behind the bar cells. Doesn't April Fool look like uh, a Twi'lek from Star Wars? She does. She looks like a mixture between a Twi'lek and um, a Harlequin. Yeah. Sentenced to hell on their knees, stripped of their powers, these bad girls have had enough, and they're busting out. Busting out big titties. That's basically what they're trying <laughs> to say, people. If you didn't get what busting means, basically means titties. <laughs> I don't write it. I just read it, and I'll point out the metaphors. But <laughs> um, this entire series is like one of those women prison grindhouse movies. Yes, that's a perfect way to describe it, actually. But uh, I, I really did in, enjoy this issue, like especially the weird creatures and female characters that they could create at this purgatory place. And every and like you said, every single one of them is kind of weirdly sexy, even though you know they're they're they've got weird forms to them. They're still somehow quote unquote sexy. I will admit that I never watched those type of films, and I'm not even joking when I'm about to tell you this. Uh, until I really started heavily getting getting more into like who Rob Zombie was. And he hosted some like late night AMC channel or uh, or TMC Turner Classic Movie midnight grindhouse style things. He did the bumpers for them, and I caught one once because I came home late from work and my wife was still up. My ex-wife was still up, and she's just like, "Hey, that thing you wanted to watch is on with Rob Zombie." And it was like one of it was like Pussycat Kill Kill Faster Faster, or it was one of those like women prison night movies. And like yeah. you know, back in like 2007 when Netflix was like mailing stuff to you every five minutes, I put a bunch oh, of those God, movies yeah. in the queue to watch them. And I'm sitting there feeding my son while watching like one of these like <laughs> the Bird Cage, which is this like giant cage with like sexy ripped up clothed looking women in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. I was Exposing say, my son to really good him. material. You know, you got to start him young. <laughs> so right off the bat, Sam Hain cutting himself open just to watch himself heal is like the equivalent to a cutter who can heal all the time. Yeah. That is disturbing, but he's a disturbing individual. These creatures that are busting out <laughs> of the prison... Yeah, um, I'm sure the blonde in the background probably has something crazily creepy, bad, and wrong with her, so I don't think I would fuck any of them. <laughs> you got the snake woman? I don't want I those. I think she'd in... eat you. I, 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 I think you'd be eaten if you tried that one. Yeah, I just, I just don't see that being a thing. Did you ever read Avengers Academy or Avengers, not Avengers Academy, what was the Avenger book? that came out during uh, post-Civil War. And there I was, was going to say, no, I have not read that. But okay. <sighs> Try to relate for me to remember, because this, this snake woman looks like that. There is this, like, female reptilian, like, punk rock, badass-drawn Marvel character who is very, like, closed off from people. You know what I mean? She's, like, she used, she's very, like, pissy, bitchy attitude. You know what I mean? They draw her with, like, you know... 
like a hot body, but she's got like scales and she's got a tail and you know, she's like a lizard person. At the end of the original story arc, Hank Pym is the only person who knows her secret or whatever and he promises not to tell anybody. Her secret is that she is a quadruple amputee. Huh. And the reason why she looks like a snake person and she has four arms and legs, she was the apprentice of Dr. Kurt Connors. Oh, geez. Well, that that's a story arc right there. Right. And Con- and she stole Connor's uh, lizard formula and injected it into herself because she couldn't live like the way she was anymore because she, she had had her arms and legs um, amputated. Oh, wow. And she wanted to be, you know, whole again. And yeah. she didn't care about the consequences. She knew of Kurt Connors. She, she knew of Kurt Connors' history. So, and she becomes this, like, lizard person, but she's, like, in control of it. You know what I mean? She's not like, die, humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's kill Spider-Man, you know? But, yeah, I, I was like, that, read it. that is a freaking cool idea for a character. I don't know where she is anymore. I don't know if she got killed off. I don't I don't really remember what happened to her after um, the storyline uh, Secret, Empire, uh, Secret Invasion uh, that title became kind of like a Norman Osborn put like Taskmaster in charge of like that group of like young like Avenger recruits and stuff. I absolutely love <laughs> the Prison Warden. What? Okay, okay. Another tangent. What's the anime show where like all the kids are in prison and like the warden is this giant Triple H breasted? I was gonna say I don't think I've seen that anime. It's incredible. It's, it's like school prison or something like that. Prison oh. school. Yeah. And, like, the, the the warden is heavily cosplayed by women who have ginormous chests. I bet I would know if I would see it. But, yeah, it's, it's one I haven't seen. Right. Um, I just can't remember. So we finally getting addressed that uh, Vlad is green. <laughs> yes. And the doctor lists, okay, similar conditions. Let's look them up, Charcy. Uh, where he's talking about, let me find it, all the big words that I'm like, oh my god, I cannot read this. Uh, yeah. Okay, what? so, ankylosing? Yeah, what uh, was that one? Alright, ankylosing is, ankylosing spondinitis, okay people, I'll let you know right now, I don't want to hear about it in the comment section below about how badly I'm butchering this, I'm not a doctor. Uh, is a type of arthritis in which there is a long-term inflammation of the joints of the spine, typically the joints where the spine joins the pelvis are also affected. Occasionally, other joints such as the shoulders or hips are involved. All right. So next up is fibro... Fibrodysplasia? Yeah, okay. Why don't you continue on with the plot line while I look at each one of these up so we're not going to be forever. Um, so, continuing with the plot line, uh, we see Kathy is going into the clinic to find out that Vlad has this condition where, obviously, his bones aren't using in that. And you have this nice doctor who actually really, really wants to help them and wants to help them find a specialist. But you get Vlad, who gets very defensive, and, of course, he doesn't want to be poked and prodded, but... He has this fear of becoming a lab rat. But I do enjoy the uh, artwork where Vlad just uh, is making himself appear like a monster, even though we know for a fact that he's not. Definitely. 
Were you um, able to find another one? Yes. Yeah, so um, the FOP one, which is abbreviated FOP on the uh, doctor website, is a disorder in which skeletal muscles and connective tissues such as tendonitis and ligaments are gradually replaced by bone. The condition leads to bone formations outside the skeleton, extraskeletal uh, that restricts movement. Oh, that sounds atrocious. Yes, and that is exactly what happens to Vlad and eventually leads to um, what happens to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we should really spoil or not spoil something that's like, what, 2011, 10 years old at this point? Yeah. I and mean, also, I mean, you know, it, it, he comes back. Vlad dies at the end of the series, people. But he comes back in, in Hackslash mm-hmm. Resurrection. So, I mean, it's not it's not a spoiler that, kill, that you're spoiling that a character dies who eventually just comes back, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like spoiling who dies and who the killer is and knives out. Especially like what we said. We, we say spoilers all the time for our podcast. So. Right. <laughs> Back over to Cat and Dog, um, my two favorite characters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cough, cough. Kathy I mean, is pissed. I like Cat and Pooch. Yeah. Cat and Pooch. Um, Cassie's pissed at them, or her. Well, yeah, the fact that, you know, she doesn't want Hackslash Inc., and sure enough, Cat's calling, and not only calling, but saying she's Hackslash Inc. Yeah. And... That's not a good idea to, like, piss off Cassie. <laughs> Correct. Then Cassie finds out Bomb Queen has escaped and is in our dimension, and Bomb Queen doesn't care. And she, yeah, she literally doesn't care about who gets in her way. What is the creature that comes into our dimension that looks like Cassie and then turns into a pile of pee? The best way I can think of it is if you have seen the movie Critters, and... Those guys, where they literally can transform and make themselves look like anything that they want, and they're right, 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 right. By the way, did you see Critters Attack? I have not seen the newest one. I just recently bought it actually to watch it. So it's not bad. It's fun. I like it. I love that Dee Wallace is back in it, so I'm excited for that. Right, and do yourself a favor. Go pick up the newest issue of Horror Hound Magazine, issue 89. The Critters are on the cover. Ah. <sighs> I will find it. <laughs> cool. What do you think Cat uh, is watching? It's definitely not Jurassic Park, but it's got a Velociraptor, I think, in it. I mean, obviously I know due to, once again, spoilers, she is doing research by watching monster movies. And I I know that they, they'll they tell us in the later issues. I'm trying to remember. Is it the island of Dr. M- Monroe or whatever? I, I'm trying to remember the name of it. But it's actually a famous uh, monster movie. That's an older, from the 1950s. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, the Lost Continent, Land of the Lost Time or something, maybe? I, I think so, but it's they'll, they'll announce it in a later issue. I just can't remember the name of the movies, but she even hints at it later on to Pooch when she tells him that I'm doing research because she's basically looking for a facility. This female werewolf thing is uh, kind of interesting. I like the way that Daniel Leister designed it. I saw he posted a mm-hmm. uh, comment to your uh, Instagram post. Yes, that made me very happy. So I, I was glad that could get him some appreciation because it's like, as you know, I love his artwork, and he's one of my favorites to watch, especially for the hack flash issues. Sam Hain is very forward with Cassie. 
Just a little bit. <laughs> it's especially the fact that, you know, he's just sitting on the floor cutting himself up. As soon as she shows up, he's like, well, you helped me gain my humanity. I'm I just love Cassie's reaction where she's like, well, I'm glad you're glad to see me, but get dressed. I need your help. So when they stabbed the uh, hot blonde werewolf thing... I, by the way, I, yeah, whatever. Um, by the way, don't you think that the whatever fur she transforms into should be the drapes matching the curtains kind of thing? You would think so. Like blonde werewolf, right? Blonde creature, blonde chick should be blonde from head to toe because her natural hair color of her human body is blonde. Unless she's not a natural I, blonde. <laughs> I mean, I guess the only thing that they're going for is the fact that She's infused with the animal's blood, so she's also going to have their traits as well. Right. And then she says, Der Killer Wall. And I had to look that up, and I came up with a movie, a 2013 documentary called Blackfish, which you can watch on Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix. The story of Tikamon, a captive killer whale that has taken the lives of several people, underscores the problems with the sea park industry. Man's relationship to nature and how little has been learned about these highly intelligent creatures. Don't we get a fish in the next episode? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we do. Maybe that's that's interesting. So I guess that's her calling to transform into the giant killer whale. Yeah. As for this issue, uh, it's interesting that they're actually keeping them mostly to the back of the entire comic book. We have the hatchet slash ad, which Charcy and I are covering coming up. Uh, old School American Horror versus Comic Book Horror Hunter. Can't wait for that. Yeah. We have Hoax Hunters, Part 9. So another little backup comic book by Tim's brother, Steve Seeley, who I've met. Nice. And very nice gentleman as well. Um, Tim seems to travel with his brother sometimes. He does. But, yeah. He does. So yeah. and he, uh, when, I, when I ran back into him years ago in 2014, um, he was like, oh, you found my brother sign this. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we have The Corpse in Orphans of the Air, Part 3. Another one of these little mini-comics I didn't read, but maybe I'll grab the other issues and read them in order. They're like two pages long. Then we have the image... Such an interesting image... name, too. What was that? Sorry, uh, such an interesting name, too. Right. Then we have then we have October 2011 Image Comics releases. Feel Better Now by Jonathan Hickman, best known for writing uh, what Marvel comic book right now? Oh, uh, you'll have to remind me. I am so behind in the Marvel verse. Oh. <laughs> Spider-Man. No, X-Men. No, no, not Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm like, Who are you? <laughs> okay, then we have Xenoholics, which I don't even know what that is, but it's got a green alien crawling out of a girl's head. Uh, the Last of the Greats and Dr. Bizarro MD hardcover. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, published at this time was Witchblade number 149 and Savage Dragon number 174 and Spawn number 212 comics that you'd be familiar with. The third degree for this month was by Justin Jordan. In tiny, tiny print, Justin Jordan has worked for DC. That's pretty much all I'll say because that's the only thing I can read after that. Question of the month. If you could work with any one creator on a new comic book, who would it be? Uh, they don't ask Tim Seeley, so... I guess one person says uh, Alan Moore and a bunch of people I'm not too familiar with. So if it was one of them, it was Tim, I'd read that. On the back cover, Infinite Horizon number five. I don't know what this comic book is either. Just to let you know, people, Image puts out a lot of comic books. You think Marvel puts out a lot of comics? Those are at least easy, easy to follow because they're all one universe. 
Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Charcy will have the plot synopsis for issue 10 of Hackslash. Dorgan Ramen is in a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. Serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com And we're back on Goth Girl Horror and Charcy has a plot synopsis for Hack Slash number 10 and in issue 10, this issue opens with Bomb Queen entering her new hideout, new hideout. She has constructed a new machine that she calls Ocularium and communicates with it. She explains that she plans to turn New York on Earth to look exactly like the New York she had on her planet before she was incarcerated. Meanwhile, Cassie and Sam are now fighting Dr. Weir in the form of a were-killer whale. They keep flashing at the large, hideous form of Dr. Weir. Cassie even manages to bash her in the eye, but it doesn't seem to faze her. But Cassie notices the device on her arm and pounces at the contraption. She slams her hand over all the buttons. This works, and her body quickly starts shifting into every form she has accumulated over the years until she is terminated. Her death causes Bomb Queen's tablet to start beeping, and it informs her that she was killed by Cassie Hack. This inspires her to go out and look for Cassie to pay her a promised visit. Back at the hotel, Vlad's bones are still fusing together and doing strange things. Cassie and Sam come stumbling into the room, and she lays an injured Sam in bed with Vlad. Vlad is angry that she is with him, but she explains that she needed backup. Cassie makes a run to the store and leaves the men alone in the hotel room. We find out at the store that she is badly injured. She ends up calling Kat again for help, but her tablet tells her that she is near the escaped inmate April Fool. Cassie calls Sam for backup, and he's already healed and ready to go. Sam and Vlad finally come to an agreement, and Vlad has Sam vowed that if he dies, he is to protect Cassie with his undying body. Elsewhere in New York at the Warhead Theater Company, April Fool is doing her own version of tryouts, and if someone isn't what she wants, she kills them. Bomb Queen is watching April Fool from outside the building. Sam ends up walking by her, and she mistakes him for Vlad because he's carrying Cassie's bat. She stabs him in the back of the neck with a paralyzing device, but it gives him the opportunity to grab all the pins off her, bomb, off her bombs attached to her chest. The blast rips into Sam, but only appears to launch Bomb Queen in the air. This pushes her within range of Cassie's sensor, causing it to beep out of control. Unfortunately, Cassie is hiding out from April Fool, getting ready to attack her when the alarm goes off. This alerts April Fool of her presence. Jumping at Cassie, April Fool only takes a bash in the face. This issue ends with her getting excited about Cassie's improv skills. 
Covers for this issue have uh, some uh, sexiness to them, that's for sure. Not that they never do, but not everyone is considered to be super sexy. We have this cover of a scarred-up Sam Hain creeping his hands under Cassie's lingerie uh, as she is enjoying it by the expression on her face. And that cover is by Tim Seeley and Mark Englehart, sorry, Englert, who we will hopefully have on the show one day. And then the second yes. cover is by Becky Cloonan, and that is Cassie rubbing her hand through a skeleton guy's face. It could possibly be Sam's, and she's like in this kind of shadow gray. And it does look like she's got some blood dripping down her face as well. Right. I love how Bomb Queen, as soon as she gets in and starts talking to her robot thing, friend, whatever this is, um, yeah. just takes off what little clothes she has on to begin with. Yeah. Is that is that normal? Do women just disrobe to talk to the computer? <laughs> I mean, I don't come home from work and just disrobe, but that that's just me. I mean, maybe she likes being naked. I mean, if you do, that's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of fans out there who would enjoy that. I'm just... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> So she does turn into a killer whale. It's a fucking killer whale. So I was mm-hmm. right about the previous, like, the uh, the Blackfish uh, documentary. We should watch that. <laughs> I was going to say, knowing that little fact with it, that's kind of cool that she probably just gave it code words before she would turn into it. But, yeah, she's a killer whale. And she's like an amiglam of monsters. Looks like the Thing creature from John Carpenter's movie. What? Who just covered the Thing? I think that might have been me. <laughs> the shark, the wolf, the... Yeah, I mean, this seriously looks like the thing alien. The thing. I was literally thinking the exact same thing, where I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. That literally looks like the thing. Bomb Queen has Cassie's independent contractor tablet uh, 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 profile up, and it says that she has uh, crossed dimensions with Bomb Queen, Neffolds of Neff, Mary Shelley Lovecraft, and the Halloween Man. Halloween Man. And the Halloween Man is somebody from a one-shot uh, that is his own comic book. And we have not covered that. Back in October, when I got sick, I was supposed to have the creator of the Halloween Man on this podcast to do that episode. I don't know when that comic book really came out. I would have to look it up. But it's Cax Flash versus Halloween Man. Um, it's an independent comic book character and I have had the Halloween Man creator's wife on my show um she was actually an old uh friend of uh my ex-girlfriend at the time that's how I got hooked up with her to have her on the show and then she told me about her husband's comic book and we just have never been able to make that work I'm gonna try to reach out to him again and hopefully he's not upset that I accidentally ghosted him when I got sick so yeah uh I think Halloween Man happened roughly before Murder Messiah, I think. Right. But when did the comic book come out itself? Because we're kind of doing these in publication order, roughly. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been long past uh, before... So, I mean, it would have been before these issues we're covering now. Well, coming up, folks, we're going to do the Hack Slash versus (laughs) Halloween Man issue. Creator or no creator. So, moving on. Uh, uh, Vlad is like like transforming in like really painful ways and him and Kat, Sam Hain have to uh, sleep side by side Bunk. and he still hates them. Yeah, they bunk. need to bunk up. 
Cassie is not doing so well. She's got some serious bruising and internal bleeding. I was going to say, that is the scariest mark on her side. But I can't believe the woman that just kind of, like, walks over her and acts like nothing's going on. Right. Um, Vlad's uh, transformation could be used as a weapon. That would be cool. Especially with those spikes in his arm. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, the Harley Quinn Twi'lek with the blades is kind of hot. I will admit it. <laughs> You're into April Fool's. <laughs> I'm into women who can kick my ass, let me tell you. <laughs> she would be a badass. That, that is very true. Uh, I like strong women. I can't help it. Um, I love the guy thinks Bomb Queen is a prostitute, and she would probably take his money no matter what. Ah, <laughs> oh, the thing that she says to him, too. Where is it? Let me find it. If that weren't such a flattering offer, I would totally shove an explosive up your puckered ass. <laughs> that is too funny. And then, of course, Sam Hain gets all of the uh, uh, pins off of her. So Sam Hain does not seem to wear the mask all the time. Do you think this is kind of like Deadshot in the Suicide Squad movie uh, from 2016, where it like puts on the mask, bad things happen kind of way? Yeah. I Well, especially with him being out in the public eye, I'm wondering if he doesn't want to wear the mask until he's actually in the building, but then again, when he's walking around with Cassie, he's got the mask on, so... Right. Also, Bomb Queen seems to be Superman. Can survive a bomb blast, but Sam Hain gets his guts ripped, blown out. Yeah! I was questioning that. Like, I don't remember them saying that she was indestructible in the last issue, unless there was something from her personal issues where they hit on why she's indestructible. Yeah, she is definitely indestructible here. This is Superman level, survives a bomb blast, and he would brush it off. A little smoky, but he'd be fine. So that's that's a part I don't understand, unless there's like a part here where we're not seeing her throwing the bombs, but clearly it's exploding from her chest. Well, not the bombs, it's grenades. Grenades, true. Yeah, and and, and Sam is like Wolverine. He would get injured, but come back together. Yeah. Yeah, gross. That artwork is pretty cool, though, where you're seeing his innards coming out. Right. I do love the mime uh, character female. <laughs> it's, it's April Fool again, so you're, you're digging her. <laughs> oh, oh it's, the same, oh, it's the same person. Yep, she did a costume change. So. Oh, also, you don't see a lot of uh, black mimes. No, no. I've, almost many. every mime I've ever met, and that's counting on less than one hand, uh, have been usually white. So that's 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 just different, in my opinion. Issue ends, and we go on to another Hoax Hunters Part 10 by Steve Seeley. Uh, you don't get this, but there is an ad in the back for Nancy and Hell on Earth, and it looks like the logo lettering for Heavy Metal. Oh. And she's in her uh, cut-off bikini shorts and bra hanging out and got a chainsaw. Very heavy metal. Well, I'm sad I can't see that then. <laughs> we got an ad for Comicology, which is still happening today. The ad for the Hatchet Slash crossover. November 2011, Image Comics, Heart Number 1 came out. Mudman Number 1 came out. Our Love is Real came out. I don't know what that is. Uh, plant Sexuals. I don't want to know what a plant sexual no. is. Okay. No. If that's you sticking your dick in the ground, then... Great on you, <laughs> or you maybe it's women like you know rubbing their cooch on the ground. I don't know. I, I don't want to know what a plant sexual is. There, there's already enough letters to the LGBTQRS 
thing that I just can't ever keep up with. There's a, there's a new letter I didn't even know about, and someone's just like, you're missing a letter. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're missing a letter. You should remember what those letters are. It's really important. I'm like, whoa, calm down. <sighs> and that's, I, I just, oh, there needs to be a collective where it's going to get to the point where it's just going to get to like 20 letters is what's going to happen. Someone, then someone else has said, just say queer. It's fine. Nobody's nobody's offended by that. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Darkness number ninety five came out. Hackslash number ten. Spawn number two hundred thirteen. Walking Dead number ninety one. And that's it for shit that we go. Oh, Invincibles number eighty four, which the Invincible yes. TV series just started on Amazon Prime. Uh, third degree with Blair Butler. Uh, you might know Blair Butler as a writer, producer, and on air comedian for G 4s Attack of the Show, which was a popular. TV show for people like us. How have I not seen that? Apparently you, that's something I need to add to my list, too. Look her up. She's uh, quite very intelligent. She's quite the geek girl and incredibly attractive, too. I will look it up. Question of the month goes to Tim Seeley. The most uh, useful tool for any comic book creator is nagging... Uh, sorry, what's your favorite tool to trade? Tim Seeley says, the most useful tool for any comic book creator is nagging... Billy, deb deb, deliberating envy. Okay, <laughs> that's my Tim Seeley. Uh, and on the back is an ad for Witch Doctor: The Res the Resurgence. Medical horror smash hit returns with a tale of black magic and organ swapping. <laughs> Ooh, mm. that sounds grotesque. All right. Well, we're gonna take one more break, and we'll be back with uh, Hackslash issue eleven. Do you love what you hear on the podcast? Please go to Buy a Cup of Coffee. The Radio Horror link is in the show notes, but it's on top of the Twitter page. Or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash Radio Horror, and you can help support any other podcast here on the Radio Horror Network. Donations go towards cloud service and new equipment. Thank you. And we're back with Hackslash Issue 11. Charcy has the plot synopsis for us. And for Issue 11, we are back on Purgatory. Almost all the inmates have been gathered up by the guards. The warden is, is issuing out orders to torture and punish the inmates who escaped from their cells. She wants to bring order back to the prison, and she wants April Fool and Bomb Queen taken care of. Meanwhile, Bomb Queen has Sam held hostage at her hideout. She is doing a blood transfusion of his blood into herself. She wants to make herself indestructible. She talks about how Cassie is amazing at being a hunter and that she is a killer at heart. She takes out April Fool with ease. After taking a lot of Sam's blood, Bomb Queen sends a message to Cassie to come to her hideout. She slices into her chest, and we see that it heals back instantly. Back in Michigan, Pooch paces and worries about Cassie. Cat comforts him, but then slips out that she's been watching monster movies as research to find a group of secret islands. Back in New York, Cassie is on her way to Bomb Queen's hideout underneath the city. As soon as Cassie crashes into her place, Bomb Queen tries to seduce her, even wearing fancy white lingerie. This obviously does not, does not work. This pisses Bomb Queen off, and she begins attacking Cassie by throwing bombs at her. As the fight intensifies, Cassie manages to whack Bomb Queen in the throat with a baton. She goes to release Sam, but finds out that Bomb Queen is invincible now because she has his blood in her system. Angered by Cassie's rejection, 
she decides that she's going to go back to the prison on purgatory to free the inmates and to bring them all back to Earth to take over and make it like her old Newport City. But when she gets to the prison, none of the inmates want to join her. They are afraid of the warden. Pissed off yet again, Bomb Queen throws bombs at them. She's on a killing spree, just killing anyone in her path. Cassie manages to pin her down and smashes her face in. This brings Bomb Queen back to her senses. She says that she sure does like to take worlds over, but it's for the fun, for sport. But with Sam's blood in her, it was like a sickness. She was full of hate. All she wanted to do was to kill and to destroy everything. She begs Cassie to end her, but Cassie lets the guards take her instead. The warden ends up offering Cassie a job but she tells the warden to shove it up her ass and that she was going home. Back on Earth at the hotel, Cassie and Sam make it back to Vlad. She finally lays down next to Vlad, weak from her injuries. This issue ends like how issue 9 began. Sam goes into the hotel bathroom, and he begins slicing into his arm to let the blood drain out. Cassie now knows, yeah, (laughs) all over again, cutting himself. Cassie now knows the hate and burden that he carries within him because of Bomb Queen's words. The pain is the only thing keeping him humane. Just so everyone knows, a little disclaimer, if you cut yourself, go get help. It's not a good idea. Yeah, and we probably should give a small trigger warning about it as well. So, it, it, you know, we're, we're always here for support or anything, but if you are a cutter, you definitely want to get help. Yeah, from professionals. Yes, not from us. From no, don't don't reach out to us at all. Don't ever <laughs> talk. Don't just you're you're on your own. Uh, but no, seriously, go go seek help. Don't don't do what Sam Hain does. Sam, it's a fictional character, but it's still very like what he is dealing with is pretty horrible because of what he has been bred to be. Um, yeah. And we'll get more into that coming up very soon. Yes. So cover for this issue is the prison, like I said, with the anime and the other thing. Even the fiercest females fear her. Cassie Hack, the wicked watchdog of the women's ward. And the symbol behind looks like either – it looks like the image symbol, the image eye. But I oh, absolutely God. love in the background you have on the right-hand side of Vlad, all muscular and sexy, tied up and – Sam Hain, and on the left-hand side, some sexy women with their shirts off or opened up. <laughs> and tied up themselves. Drawn by Tim Seeley. <laughs> the other cover is by Emilio, Laz- Emilio Lesio, and it's pretty cool. Giant, hulking, brown-skinned Vlad with a huge knife, and Cassie below him about to take a swing. It, it, it's cool. Uh, I mean, it, it's an interesting art. Very, very painted, so I like it. I was going to say, I, I like both those covers. I do like both of the covers, but Vlad is pretty badass looking in that one. So these characters, the red-haired, the red demon little girl is so cute. She's so tiny. She's so, she's so... With no nose. I noticed she, she doesn't have a nose. <laughs> I gotta take my glasses off to look at that. Yeah, but she's so cute with her little wings and uh, <laughs> something out of like a hentai cartoon. And then you got the red skin girl with the white hair, and then you got the unicorn girl. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, one of these guards looks like Vlad. He does. He kind of does look like Vlad. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. We'll get more to that coming up. Bomb Queen has. Sam Hain tied up, 
shackled up and is draining his blood into her to become more indestructible. I mean, she could, he gets blown up and stitched back together from a bomb. She just smokes. Yeah, she doesn't she need his blood. Yeah, she does not need his blood. The, I, uh, I wish there would have been a cover for how she was indestructible before. So uh, the serial killer of my uh, of my wet dreams uh, breaks her own neck. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the Joker breaking, hit, twisting his neck all the way around and snapping it in uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, kind of has a similarity there. Did you notice what was on the um, Times Square marquee below the Coke symbol? Oh, let's see. Where's the Coke symbol? Oh, oh, there it is. I just had to turn the page. Chippy! Chippy again. Yep, because Vlad loves his chippy. Hey, honey, party at my place. Let's carve your pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) She she is good at her puns, though. Um, Bomb Queen slices above her tits with a knife. Again, doesn't make any sense. She survived a blomb bomb blast, uh, sorry, a grenade's going off, doesn't get torn apart. Why does she need the blood of Sam Hain if grenades blowing up do not affect her like the way Sam Hain did? It doesn't affect her clothes either, apparently. Yeah, that does not make any sense. Um, Cat and dog, Cat and Pooch are, are on the case, up to no good. By the way, Kat's computer is kind of like an Apple computer, but it's a pair. I do love that parody. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kat, uh, uh, Bomb Queen's in bed, ready to... Uh, I mean, she would probably love to fuck both uh, Sam Hain and Cassie. All at the same time. Yep, wearing that outfit. Reminds me of uh, Emma Frost's outfits. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. Cassie hits her with a uh, a tablet. I guess the tablet has like a bomb in it. That's funny. I I love the part where they're picking at the fact that when Bomb Queen's like, let's finish our dance, and Cassie's like, you need a new fucking line, and she's throwing the tablet that says, kiss it. Where it's like, well, Cassie, you're using your same line. Right, and... Uh... The uh, the bat in the Cassie's leg, that's going to freaking hurt because that's a nail. Oh, oh yeah. Right that in the cartilage. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. You know, the bone. I would like a, like an accurate uh, picture drawing of Cassie sometime from from Tim of like Cassie, what Cassie's body looks like up close and personal. With all the scars and all the cuts and anything that's happened to her in the past. Like the missing toe. Yeah. Yeah. Poor... Two, is it was it two or three of them that were cut off? I know it was a couple of them. Uh, two. So they could have sewed them back on. Uh, they could have. That's true. Uh, Bomb Queen calls herself the Bomb Goddess and unlocks the prisons. We get a snake-like reptile girl. We get a mantis kind of girl with the antenna. Yeah. And then Evil Lynn next to her from He-Man. Yeah, that's who that was. I kept thinking she looked familiar, so yeah. that makes sense. And, Your uh, cute little demon girl again. And I, I I, don't know if he is the writer of this, but did you see Tim's post online this weekend that we're recording this? Yeah. What comic book does it look like he's writing for Dark Horse? Oh, wait, did I, did I, well, I kind of swore I saw that one, but I didn't 
Too much about it. Um, with covers by Stepan Sedgik, who I'm familiar with as well as I do uh, Sunstone audiobook with him. Masters of the Universe Revelations, a uh, pretty cool comic book. Co-written by... Oh, okay, not Tim. Okay, so it's Rob David and Tim Sheridan. I thought Tim maybe was reposting it, but Tim does work in the Masters of the Universe, universe uh, sometimes. He has before in the past. So that might be why he's reposting it. Um, but yeah... There is a uh, Masters of the Universe prequel comic book coming out to tie into the upcoming Netflix cartoon series by Kevin Smith. Um, and Tim has worked in Masters of the Universe previously. And uh, this comic book... Oh, yeah, right here. The tweet, tweet, the tweet by Tim is on April 22nd. It says, by the way, for those that ask, the, uh, the Motu Revelations announcement does indicate the rights of He-Man comics are over at Dark Horse now, not DC. And I missed that one, but yeah, I'm seeing it now on my uh, Instagram, but yeah. Yeah, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, issue number one by Dark Horse. I can't wait for this, but Tim is not involved with this, by the way, so please do not uh, take this as uh, misinformation news. Uh, Tim just happened to repost about it. But I absolutely love Steppen's Motu artwork. He did a lot of that for DC. Nice. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm a big Masters of the Universe fan. The alternate cover, by the way, is by Mike Mignola, which I'm not a big fan of. I'm a big fan of Mike, but I'm not a big fan of this artwork. It shows a rather very skinny, weirdly drawn He-Man. Ooh. Yeah. I just pre-ordered um, Castle Grayskull um, again because it, it, I missed the original pre-order, but there's a new pre-order up now for the re-release of Castle Grayskull. Nice. Yes. Seventy. Uh, $80. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not too bad. No, that's actually not too bad at all. A lot of those are going for like 130 online or whatever, but the reissue, the uh, second wave of it is coming out soon. So, uh, so yeah, all these uh, female prisoners are kind of interesting, kind of hot, kind of deadly. Uh, love them all. One of them looks like some type of kangaroo girl. Um, Cassie oh kills them, blows them up, disarms them, and they, uh, the warden's like, I could use you. You could work for me. I, you would be rich. And she's like, I do this for myself. Stick it up your ass. And she wants to go check on Vlad. She would rather I, check on Vlad. Yep. Well, I also love that when she's walking away, she just gives the peace sign. <laughs> like right. <face. laughs> Definitely. Um, we will catch up with what's happening with these characters in the next exciting episode. Uh, we don't know. It's just uh, Cassie consoling Vlad and and, and uh, Sam cutting himself again, ripping himself open and cutting himself back up. It's crazy. Since we know that's the only thing that apparently is helping him, considering the darkness that he carries within him. Back to the issue, Corpse, uh, issue number four by... Not by Steve Seeley. Sorry, who is this by? Um, we never actually said. This is by James Louder. And Jean Paul Deshaun's. There's an advertisement in here for the Emerald City Comic Con 2012 with special guests Bill Skidkenowicz, Bruce Tim, uh, Tim Sale, and Chris Yost, and more. There's a three page preview for Alpha Girl. She chain smokes, cuts class, sells her tampons to pervert perverts, and she just might be the last sane woman left on the planet. Wow. That's I don't know. <laughs> Kicking zombie ass since 1984. I gotta find this. I like the artwork in this. This looks cool. 
And then there's an ad on the back cover covered in my fingerprints because, Jesus Christ, it's covered in my fingerprints, for Image Expo uh, 24 through the 26, 2012 in the Oakland Convention Center. Let me tell you, I, there are a lot of my Cassie and Flat issues, Cassie and Hack issues, Cassie, uh, Hack Slash issues that are in really good shape, and some of them are in... I should have taken better care of them. And whenever that TV series comes out or movie, these comics are going to blow up. Yeah, very true. Hey, you at least have the issues. I have the omnibuses. Yeah, i got to figure out how to download my omnibus from the uh, Kickstarter because I don't have it yet. I want to do the nine-page uh, issue. Yeah, and I need to figure out... I, I, it has to be in a back email for me and... Because I, I believe I got it. I should have had it. Cool. Yeah, you should have gotten it in the uh, mail by now, too, right? No? No, I okay. have not seen it yet. All right. Well, i got to reach out to whoever Tim told me to reach out to to figure out how to download it. Um, that's all the time we have here tonight on this episode of Hackslash. Uh, sorry, episode of Hot Girl Cover. Hot Girl <laughs> Let me start over and edit this. Go, pause. That's all the time we have here tonight on Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully liking, subscribing, commenting, and leaving uh, accolades and, 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 and praise on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, thank you for following us on Twitter as well at Goth Girl Horror and uh, pushing us over 1,000 followers. We just hope yeah, that we have a thousand listeners too. That would be great too. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out uh, Charcy's new channel over at what? It is Little Channel of Horrors on YouTube. And Radio of Horror on YouTube as well. And you can find all the information about the 13-and-a-half-year-old horror show, Dr. Chris's Radio of Horror, on radiohorror.wordpress.com. And you can find us on individual Twitters at ChristySAB. And you can find mine at Charcy Lux. If you wish to send us an email, please do. ThatRadioHorror at gmail.com. We will answer it and read it on the air unless you're a complete asshole. Then we will just make fun of you. Um, and we'll still read it. Yes. Um, no, we won't. But we also <laughs> want to uh, give some praise to something that hasn't come out yet. The upcoming uh, new Cassie Hack figure. <laughs> yes. There's another Cassie Hack figure coming out. And let me tell you, I have already said I think this looks better than the first one. Yeah. It definitely looks better. And that's that. what we see for a picture. That's what I hope we are getting. Yes. We will wait and see. Maybe it's a complete piece of crap. Maybe it's a complete work of, art, work of art. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know anything. We don't have it. Tim doesn't have it. Any and all questions about it, re- refer to the people making it. Do not contact Tim Seeley and do not contact yep. us. We don't have anything to do with that action figure. But if you have comments about it, then absolutely leave them on Twitter for us to read. Um, just be nice on Twitter. Don't be a complete asshole. We can be objective on the podcast. But on Twitter, we're, we keep our opinions to a bare minimum. Yeah. Unless it's posted by somebody who is connected to the podcast in some way, we're not going to give our opinions on the, pod, on the Twitter account. But on the podcast is our podcast. We are allowed to get away with murder. Ha, ha, ha. Hack slash, slash, slash. But no joking. <laughs> any and all comments about anything to talk about on this podcast, refer to that radio heart, that radio heart at gmail.com to express your views and opinion or on Twitter. So, full disclosure. We'll be back in two weeks with another exciting episode on Goth Girl Horror.